everybody. Welcome to Points of Articulation, episode 192. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Phil Theobald. Woo, Justin! Yeah. Good to talk to you again. <laughs> it's been like a month and a half. I mean, let's pretend we don't work together. Yeah. That I well, I don't, like. I don't talk to you at work. I try not to talk to you at work. We Here's a little secret you folks at home might not know about uh your your favorite toy podcasters or or uh or us even uh justin and i we we do not get along at all when when the mics go off we refuse to talk to each other mm-hmm. we hate each other yep. like with with a, with a fiery passion so so we come together uh for you <laughs> for you and for the love of the toy is <laughs> what we do. It's why we put up with each other. Exactly. I mean, really, would you want to talk to me for an extended period of time? I can't imagine you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Why is? Why was there such a, a? I'm joking, of course. Justin and I are the best of friends. But, but why? Why was there such a long gap? Why has it been so long? Scheduling conflicts. It really is. It's it's ridiculous. You know. Between our our job, family stuff going on, we uh, we just haven't had it uh, a, a good time to record. The holidays obviously mm-hmm. got in a way and stuff like that. So, but now we're back, hopefully on a on a more steady schedule. I mean, we had to come back. Toy Fair is happening. Exactly. That's that's the reason for the season. Toy Fair. So. Now you know what we should have done. What what episode number is this? Uh one ninety two. One ninety two. What you should have done when you started the show is just said, uh, welcome to episode one ninety seven of Points of Articulation. And just left it at that and we wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> and people would have been like, Wait, there's was there like like did I miss like five episodes? And they'd get really confused and freaked out. Because that's what you want to do is confuse your listeners. Exactly. Yes. It's all part of the ARG. <laughs> we have this elaborate thing planned. So. So so Toy Fair is here. Toy Fair is here. Toy Fair is here. New York City. Uh, Justin and I, of course, are reporting live. From the show from floor. To- from the show floor. You can hear that hustle and bustle all around us. <laughs> No, no, we're just, we're just curious onlookers like everyone else, Mm -hmm. but boy, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot. So usually Um, when we do these, we each pick three things we want to talk about. mm -hmm. Then as I was looking at it, I was like, (laughs) we need to talk about more than three things a piece. Yeah. There's a lot going on uh, this, this toy fair. Yeah. So we each picked five things to talk about. And there was still like stuff we really wanted to talk about that was left over yeah that's the that's the really weird part so but first let's yeah. uh let's get some of this news okay yeah there's been some some big news big big news some yeah. crazy news what do we have uh first up let's talk mm-hmm. about power rangers yeah i know you're not really into power rangers but i i was and you know this is and you you are you enjoy the power rangers i was slightly too old for power rangers but i still enjoy power rangers <laughs> yeah see and this is justin and i have a couple years in between us i'm i'm a few years older than justin and although justin and i 
have have very coinciding taste when it comes to toys and and uh kind of nostalgic things like that uh there there are a few instances where our our age difference sort of betrays us uh because you like, again like you said you were a little too old for power rangers but you were still able to to dig it and appreciate it mm-hmm. whereas i was really out of the you know, I, I was, you know, really too old for Power Rangers, so it just kind of completely went. I mean, granted, I did go see the first Power Rangers movie in the theater. Oh, nice. I, d- I did go see that. Um, but I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched a full episode of the, the show. You're not missing anything. I would say that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just it. And But um, – but yeah, so I, I have no real nostalgia uh, for Power Rangers at all. I mean, I appreciate what it is and and what a, a juggernaut it is uh, in the entertainment world and the the you know toys and everything like that. But I just never got into it myself. Mm-hmm. But but that said, I can certainly appreciate the bombshell that is this. Yeah. So. For as long as Power Rangers has been around, Bondi America have been doing the uh, Power Rangers toys. And has it been like 20 years? Yeah, it's been. Pa- Power Rangers has been a thing for like, yeah, like 20 years or so, right? Uh, s- launched in 1993. 93. So, yeah. So, ni- yeah. Geez. So, like t- 25 years? So, yeah. So am I, doing, am I doing the math right on that? Yes, you are. 25 years, a quarter of a century of Power Rangers, and Bandai has been your go-to source for Power Rangers toys and and everything. But no longer. Wow. As of April 1st, 2019. No fooling. Hasbro will be taking over the Power Rangers toy line. Wow. That's crazy. Now, is. Now, see, and I, I, I know none of the details. I haven't really read anything past the, the, the headline of this. But, like, did Hasbro just – I mean, because Power Rangers is owned by Saban, right? Correct. Okay. That's, like, the, the, the multimedia entertainment conglomerate that controls the Power Rangers. So did Hasbro just throw more money – to Saban than than Bandai was willing to offer up, or yeah, uh, there's something of note in the press release in this Toy Arc article. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the op- Hasbro has the opportunity to initiate the purchase of the Power Rangers property. Oh, okay. as part of this deal. Hmm. So yeah, a lot of money changing man. hands. That's crazy. But man, that's Hasbro's getting all the properties. And they're doing a good job. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, I've, for sure. I enjoy their products. So, are we prepared for the Power Rangers Star Wars crossover now? I hope so. <laughs> Megatron versus Megazord. <laughs> I think I cracked that joke at work that'll the pro- other day. That'll probably happen in the comics. If, yeah, if this whole thing goes through. Oh yeah, I mean, if 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 IDW's putting out. Transformers fighting the Micronauts and, and stuff like that. We're definitely going to get a Power Ranger Transformers comic at some point. It has to happen. So, 
but yeah, there it is. That's crazy. It is. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. I mean, t- like we said, 25 years, Bandai was Power Rangers. That was like, that was like Bandai's big toy line here in, in the U.S. at least. And uh, now it's going over to Hasbro. That's crazy. Does Bandai have anything like big now uh, in, in the States? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. So, hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of Hasbro. Yeah. Uh, so Hasbro had some sort of investor preview and they're talking okay. about the live action movie series because, you know, of Transformers. Since, right. You know, Hasbro Transformers. Right. Uh, yeah. So apparently the Transformers live action movie series, the Transformers cinematic universe, the, the Bay formers. Yeah. That's all uh that's all going to be rebooted after this upcoming Bumblebee movie. Wow. Um That's a shame. It I find it interesting that they've already decided to reboot it after Bumblebee since Bumblebee hasn't come out and it's yeah. it's possible Bumblebee would be successful. Well, uh, uh last night apparently was not as successful as they were hoping, right? Right. It did not do the business that uh, that they were planning, and and to be fair, the last night was a terrible movie. It was very, very, <laughs> very bad. Even on even on the scale of Transformers live action movies, even if you know, I'm not comparing it to 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 the great cinematic works of our time. I'm just keeping it within the the scale of Michael Bay Transformers movies and it's a bad one. Mm-hmm. Take that as you will. Uh So, yeah, it's it's I I guess it's not a surprise that they're rebooting it. Uh but you know, like you said and and I know we talked about it at work you and I, uh it's it does seem weird that they're announcing that they're scrapping the universe while there's still a movie in the in the tubes yet to be released. Right. So it's it's almost like uh yeah, news of the reboot is going to get spread around and that might kind of kill people's interest in the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. You know, they might be sort of doing a little self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, we're we're going to announce that we're we're scrapping this bay verse and then uh, that will cause people to be less interested in the Bumblebee movie, causing the Bumblebee movie to not make as much money as they were planning. And then they can go, see, the Bumblebee movie didn't make as much money as we hoped, so we were right to scrap it. But. It's weird. Um, it's Transformers, so of course I'm interested, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so it will be interesting to see what direction they take it. Um gut reaction says it can only get better from here. Probably. Hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, those, uh, I mean, we all, we, we all know about the live action Transformers movies. Yeah. So almost, almost seems cruel to, uh, to tear into them more at this point, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. 
Bumblebee. Stop lubricating the man. Get that thing to stop, huh? Um, so, if you're unfamiliar with this show, we have two things we like to talk about. Transformers. Women and booze. Transformers. Wait, what? And Lego. Oh, right. That's, I'm thinking of the other podcast I do. <laughs> That's what Player One Podcast is all about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Lego Collectible Minifigures Series 18. Ah, uh, yes. Officially revealed. Yep. Now, the thing is, with these with these uh, blind bag Lego minifigure series, lately Lego has usually had one character in the in each series that's wearing some sort of crazy costume be it a minifigure that's dressed up like a banana or a hot dog or a rocket ship or something like that right and those are usually the coolest figures of the bunch right of course i think we can all agree on that yeah they're fun yeah so this this wave is pretty much all characters dressed in costumes. <laughs> There's a couple who aren't, but but just about all of them are dressed up in crazy costumes, mm-hmm. which is outstanding. Yeah, it's really cool. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's just go through this one by one. Okay. Uh, let's see what we got first. I guess they're calling it Birthday Cake Guy. Yeah, well, this this wave, uh, this, this Series 18 is specifically intended to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the Lego minifigure. They're celebrating with birthday cake. Yeah. So we the, you, first off, we have a birthday cake guy. There's a guy popping out of a birthday cake. Yep. He's wearing a tie. Yeah, he's got a, 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 a pale blue tux. Looks like he's ready to do some uh, Gangnam style. <laughs> That's true. Am I wrong? I did not see that until now. But yeah, <laughs> but there. It is. Except his his uh, tux is he's got some pink splotches on it because it's uh well it's frosting, right? Because he's just burst out of a cake. But he has no uh, he has no. Well, see, I I again I don't know how this figure is put together because his whole lower half is just like a two tiered cake. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks like a yeah, like a like a tiered wedding cake or something like that. But I guess it's supposed to be a birthday cake. So I don't know if he just doesn't have legs at all or if the birthday cake it acts as like kind of a giant skirt that that is wedged in between his torso and legs. I'm going to guess he has no legs. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out in April. I forgot to mention that these oh. are coming out in April. Is it April 1st or? Just starting in April. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So we got birthday cake, dude. Uh, firework guy. Yep. He, uh, he, this is, uh, one of those figures, uh, kind of like the hot dog guy or banana guy where it's a, a giant piece that slips over, uh, the minifigure's torso. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just looks like a big cartoony, uh, firework. He's got an explosion in his, uh, groinal area. Hey, he's got a he's got a he's got a big crotch boom going on. <laughs> like on his legs. You can see his legs sticking out of the bottom of the rocket and yeah, that's 
there's, there's uh, looks like flames shooting out. You know, it's supposed to be like flames shooting out the bottom of the firework, but it just looks like his, his crotch is exploding. Yeah. So he doesn't mind, though. He's got a big grin on his face. He seems very happy about it. He's wearing his uh, aviator shades. Yep. Ready to fly off into the sky. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, cowboy costume guy. Yep. It's like, I mean, like the name says, it's like guy in a cowboy costume but and, yeah he's got more a horse. than that yeah he's got and it, it, this is a new piece this is like well it's it's set to mimic some of those like halloween costumes where you have like you know well like like, like, a, you know, like an inflatable horse mm-hmm. where your legs act as like the horse's rear legs right and it just kind of looks like you're walking around on a little inflatable horse but yeah, so it has a new piece. Yeah, I mean, it's your standard minifigure, but he has a piece that is basically like the front end of a horse, like the horse's head and neck and front legs. It's like a chest burster, but a horse. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a pretty good way to describe it. And this piece, uh, it looks like it, it connects in two places because you plug it in in between the torso and the legs. Uh, but there's also a, uh, another piece coming off of it that, that winds up and goes around the character's neck. So it's, so it's the, the horse is being held in place, uh, between his torso and legs, but also in between his head and torso. So double, double connective there. Maybe the middle part is actually the tail though. Oh, that yeah, I didn't think of that. You know what? That might be right. Yeah, because he does have the horsey tail coming out the back. So maybe it because I was thinking it was all just one big piece. Mm. You know, the the horse front and the tail were connected by the the little strip that goes in between the uh, the the legs and the torso. But not thinking about it now that you mentioned that you might be right where the horse tail is wedged in between the torso and the legs. And then the front half of the horse is just being held on around the cowboy's neck. I guess that makes sense. Well, there you go. You can have a guy with a horse legs and tail. Yeah. So there we go. It's it's a cool looking figure though. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All of these are really cool. Yeah. These are all great. This is a great wave. What else do we have? Spider suit boy. Yep. So just a regular minifigure. His torso looks like he's wearing a hoodie with a spider web design on it. He's got a a, a, a helmet that goes over his head that looks like a spider head with the little mandibles and multiple eyes. It's like he's doing tarantulas cosplay. Yeah, actually, it kind of is. And then he's got a backpack with uh, eight spider legs popping out. So he does not look very happy about it. He does. He does look a little chagrined. Also worth noting, this character is uh, completely a black and white figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, his face is uh, he's got like a white kind of pale white face, kind of gray circles around his eyes. So he would fit in really well with like the uh, like the goth girl minifigure from a few waves back. You know, the, the and, and there wasn't there like a spooky kid mm-hmm. who was like kind of another goth kid. So 
Yeah, spider spider suit boy can hang out with the goth kids. And he comes with a little uh, spider accessory as well. Who else we have? Uh, Lego brick suit guy. Now, this is one of my favorites of this wave. Me too. He, he's, uh, well, again, it's the same kind of concept with the, 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 the sandwich board style piece that goes uh, over the, the minifigure's torso. But this one is a Lego brick. He's a big red re- Lego brick. Uh, a, a two by three Lego brick, if you want to get technical. <laughs> and his uh, little minifigure head is poking out of the top of it. And he comes with a little uh, one by one uh, square uh, brick uh, in in blue. Just cause. Yeah, just cause. And it looks like you could probably just peg it right onto his chest there as yeah. well. And we have not seen we have not seen a rear shot of this character, so I we don't know if you can plug bricks into the back of him. I hope so. That would be pretty cool. Like build him into a wall or something. Yep. Yeah. So but the Lego brick suit guy is pretty fantastic looking. And there's also a Lego brick suit girl. Yes. Uh she's in she's uh, inverse colors. Uh she's a blue brick. And then the the little brick she comes with the hold is a red one. And uh of note they are reusing a Wild Styles hairpiece hmm. from the the Lego movie. Uh but it's all in brown. It doesn't have like the the colored highlight in there like Wild Style has. Maybe it's pre-Lego movie Wild Style. <laughs> is that your head cannon? Sure. Nice. Uh race car guy. He's uh dressed up as a race car driver. Mm-hmm. Uh but he has a little uh like a little like model race car. A little race car that plugs in again between his legs and torso. And uh yeah, it's just a, a, a nicely sculpted little race car. He can run around pretending he's yeah. driving a car. Yeah, looks great. Actually looks super cute. Yeah. So. Uh, birthday party boy. Yep. He's got a balloon. Uh, he does, yes. And this is a, a new piece for the balloon, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, because usually with Lego balloons, they're they're built out of like two bricks. and They look like lollipops. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But this one actually, it's a, it's a new molded piece. It feels more balloon-ish. Still yeah, looks like does. a lollipop to me, but yeah. But it, but the the, you know, it has like the the sculpted like where the knot would be and the right, you know. So, but yeah, it does look a little like a balloon because or a lollipop because again the the you got a stick wedged into it, but. uh the actual piece looks more like a, a balloon than just a couple of you know, semi-sphere Lego bricks right. put together. Uh, but he's he's dressed very nicely for a birthday party. He's got like a nice little – he's got some, got some short pants on. He's got a nice collared shirt with a tie. Uh, he comes with a little present uh, you know, built out of bricks. And he has a little one-by-one tile that he's holding that is super meta, a uh, a blind bad mini- minifigure. 
He's got a, a brick that is a meant to represent a, a blind bag minifigure pack. Yeah. I think from the first series. Hmm. I think. I, I haven't looked that up, but I believe that is the first series he's holding. That would be appropriate. Exactly. So celebrating all this Lego stuff. Exactly. Um, next up, Cactus Girl, aka Cactar <laughs> from uh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> it really does look like a Cactar, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, this is one of those sandwich board uh, disguises, like the hot dog or the banana. Uh, but it's a yeah, just a cactus that slips over with a little cutout for the, uh, her face to shine through. And uh, her arms, instead of standard minifigure arms, she has little bent uh, cactus-type arms. So, And if you squint, this could almost yeah. be a pickle suit. That's true. You might want to, you know, maybe, because uh, it's got, yeah, it's a cactus, so it's got little uh, spikes sticking out all over it. Maybe, maybe you could file the spikes down to make them look more like bumps mm-hmm. than spikes. Perfect for your homemade Pickle Rick figures. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, take take a bunch of these to McDonald's, throw them at a cashier. <laughs> Terrible. Yell about, yell about how you're Pickle Rick. Terrible. And then they have to give you uh, the Sichuan sauce. That's the way it works. Yep. Uh, birthday party girl. Yep. Uh, yeah, counterpart to the birthday party boy figure. Uh, yeah, we got a little girl. Um, she's wearing a little party hat, which the boy does not have. Uh, but she is, uh, she's carrying a present as well. She's also carrying a balloon. Uh, the boy had had an orange balloon. She has a purple balloon. Um, but it does not look like she has a little minifigure pack. Yeah. With her. So she's got the party hat instead. I guess, yeah, she has the party hat instead. But yeah, she's also, she's wearing a nice little, Nice little blouse with a bow on it and stuff, and you know, uh, you know, looking at the balloon, uh, you don't really see the uh, the the promo shot of the boy. You don't really see him actually holding the balloon because his his hand is covered by the present. But the girl, uh, the the stick or the rod piece that plugs into the balloon, uh, looks like it's got kind of a little L shape to it because uh, you know normally you would think. For a minifigure to hold a rod with a balloon in it, you'd have to, you know, because the rods are normally just straight pieces. So you have to kind of put their arms perpendicular to their body and they hold the rod and then the balloon plugs into the rod. But this one, she's got her arm down by her side and she's still able to grasp the balloon. And there's a little, there's like a little nubbin at the end of the, the rod there. So is that like, that might be a new piece. I think so. Yeah, new uh, balloon string piece uh, that plug into the balloon. Just new balloons all over. Yeah. Can't get enough. Uh, cat costume girl. Yep. She looks like uh, Mike Myers in the Cat in the Hat movie. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, someone from Cats. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, it totally looks like a cast member of Cats. Mm-hmm. The hit Broadway play. Yep. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, Black and white cat. You got the tail piece that plugs in between the torso and the legs. You got a, yeah, very cat's looking mask that goes over her face. And she comes with a fish. Of course. 
Yeah. Cats, cats like fish. Flower pot girl. Yep. Um, so she's got a green torso with a, with like a stem and some leaves printed on it. She's got a hood type thing that goes over her face or over her head, uh, with, with flower petals that looks like they're blooming. Like it makes her, her face look like the center of the flower with the blooms coming out around all, all around her face. And then, uh, acting like a skirt around her legs. Cause you can see her feet exposed at the bottom. So we know she has legs, uh, but there's a big flower pot piece. Yeah. It's like she's in a play. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, does. it looks like she's playing a flower in a, in a school play or something. Yeah. Um, police officer. Yes. This is a very retro minifig. Yeah. Now this is, yeah, this guy's not wearing like a crazy costume. This, well, the, the police officer, and it says right here on the, the little description is the police officer was one of the very first Lego minifigures ever made. And this is the very classic Lego minifigure. He's got the classic little smile. He's got the, the, the retro police hat. His torso has very simple printing on it, just like a couple buttons and a very simplistic looking police badge. Very, very retro, like mid to late seventies minifigure. And the accessory he comes with is a, uh, a, a one by two, uh, tile. Well, there's a one by two brick with a one by two tile that plugs into it with printing on it for Lego set 600. And I'm looking that up right now. Lego set 600 was the police patrol set. And it was a very simplistic brick built police car and the original police minifigure. This set originally came out in 1978. So, you know, again, 40 years ago. Um, and, you know, for all I know, this may have been the first set that had that police minifigure. Uh, so, again, you know, so early and primitive was this set that the little police car, you could not even put the minifigure into. Because hmm. it was just a, you know, very, very simplistic police car build. Like the minifigure was too big to fit inside it. But, uh, but yeah, he comes with a, a little recreation of that box. It's so, really great. It's awesome. I definitely and gotta I, get one of these. Well, I, I don't know if you saw this at the, you know, we're looking at, uh, uh, we're, we're looking at pictures on thebrickfan.com. And these are all the official pictures that Lego sent out. And I'm a, you know, according to them, According to the brickfan.com, there are reports that there's only going to be one classic policeman minifigure per box. Mm. So he might be a little harder to find. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. This is just like, you know, some rumors going around. Well, we'll find out for ourselves come April. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to I'm clicking this link here. Okay, this is a report of someone, supposedly someone at Toy Fair, taking taking pictures of the figures on display. 
And this person's claiming that there's only going to be one of the classic policeman per box. So we'll see what happens. They end up having to bricklink him, and he's probably going to be more money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if that does turn out to be the case. But I do want to get him, though, just because, yeah. again, classic minifigure. I love the little, you know, Lego box that he comes with for his old toy. So Right. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, elephant girl. Yes. She's wearing an elephant outfit. She's got a tutu. Yeah, she's a ballerina elephant. Sure. Uh, she looks <laughs> very unhappy because she's holding yes. a mouse. And elephants, as we all know, are afraid of mice. Yep. Yeah, actually, the uh, the the elephant helmet that she's wearing looks fantastic. And that's a new mouse piece, too. Yeah. It's a very detailed mouse. Yeah, because there, you know, there's the the you know, there's an existing Lego mouse slash rat piece. Uh that's, you know, just a you know, relatively simplistic mold. It's not painted or anything. Uh but this is a you know, very clearly a little mouse, a little brown mouse. Uh he's he's painted. He's got uh because the mouse is brown, he's got kind of a peachish colored uh tail. And then he's got little uh, black eyes and a little pink nose. He's a very cute-looking mouse. It's a nice, nice piece. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Uh, dragon suit guy. Nice. He's dressed up as a red dragon. Yep. He's got a, he's got a, a spiky dragon tail wedged in between his uh, torso and legs. He's got uh, dragon wings, kind of bat-like dragon wings. uh uh, plugged in uh, on his neck, and then he's got a big helmet uh, that looks like a dragon head. This is uh, Beast Wars Megatron cosplay. <laughs> it's not too far off, actually. Uh, unicorn guy. Yep. Uh, blue unicorn, golden horn. Uh, he's got a... Uh, well, he comes with a golden sword and a shield with a unicorn on it. You got to get this so. for Ethan. Oh, yeah. The Iron Horn. Mm-hmm. There you go. And finally. Finally, the one I don't want, although I do like the accessories. Right. Uh, Party Clown. Party Clown is, well, he's a clown. Uh, he's got, uh, uh, he's, you know, he's got like, green pants. He's got a orange and purple striped uh, suit uh, that he's wearing. It has some cloth tails that you plug in uh, between his torso and legs. Uh, and these are like super long ones, kind of like um, uh, there were a couple Joker minifigs from the Lego Batman movie mm-hmm. that had kind of comically long uh, suit tails. Right. So he uses those. Uh, he's got a bow, a bow tie piece that plugs in uh, around his neck. And he's wearing like a... And like a Mad Hatter style hat. You know, one of those really tall, sort of comically proportioned top hats. Uh, that's with like green and blue printing. It's got a flower printed on it. And then his face print, you know, he's got like the clown makeup on and everything. But his, yeah, the accessories it comes with are, are pretty outstanding. Yeah. He's got a pair of, uh, balloon animal dogs. I mean, and they are done up in, uh, like clear plastic. Uh, one is green and one is purple. 
And yeah, they're just, they look like really tiny balloon animals and they're actually, they, they look super cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the bodies of the dogs are size for, uh, for a minifigure hands so they can hold them in the middle there. Uh, but they look beautiful. I mean, for such tiny little accessories, they look great. Like they look authentically like balloon animals. I'm actually bummed out that the balloons aren't transparent. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, why aren't the balloons transparent? That would be awesome. Yeah, they would look uh, so much cooler. Oh, maybe at some point down the road. Yeah, they're they're getting there with their balloon technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I want pretty much all of these. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, the uh, the least exciting figure of this bunch i think is the party clown uh but i'm getting the party clown because i want those balloon animals understandable so i'm getting everything from this wave um like i said it might be a little trickier to track down the police officer so if i have to get him on the secondary market and pay a a premium you know you got to do what you got to (laughs) do My favorites are the uh, brick suit guy and brick suit girl. Oh yeah, for sure. That brick suit piece is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I I would imagine that that the brick suit uh, characters would be most people's favorite. Uh, maybe with the cactus uh, girl uh, competing with with them. Mm-hmm. I also really like the race car guy just because I really like that little race car. Yeah, it's really accessory. Neat. So. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great wave all around. So, yeah, I'm definitely in for this whole wave. And uh, one of the nice things is because uh, there are so many kind of big accessory pieces, you know, whether it's a a full body kind of sandwich board thing or a big mask or, you know, unique accessories like those balloons and stuff. Uh, these guys should be very easy to feel out, right? When you're standing in the store, so which we will should... be. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and I are going to be taking a lunch break uh, <laughs> to stand around the Lego store for half an hour feeling bags. Yep. So, now this is a great way. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff. Yep. All right, um, let's get into it. Toy Fair 2018. Yes. Yes. We each picked uh, five things that we want to talk about. Uh, Why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Let me uh, let me let me bring up my list here real quick. Okay, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to start off with uh, the big Transformer news. There's a lot. There's a lot uh, going on. Um, Power of the Primes. Is happening. Well, there's a lot. I mean, Toy Fair. They're they're announcing like all these kind of like new lines of uh, Transformers. Um, I don't even know what they're calling them, but they're 
uh, oh, the Cyberverse. I'm not going to go into this, but like Hasbro has announced this whole Cyberverse line of toys with like, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of the classic G1 characters, Optimus and Megatron and Bumblebee and Shockwave and and characters like that. But like, it's more like kind of simplistic toys, uh, clearly geared towards towards younger kids. Um, so there's that whole thing that they introduced. Um, none of those look that appealing to me though. Nah. Um, just I mean, I'll probably get a Shockwave just because it's Shockwave. Um, but, um, as far as stuff geared, uh, towards kind of us collectors, uh, they were showing off, uh, they had, uh, well, let's see a couple new, uh, prime masters, you know, the little, just the little, uh, pretender shelled, uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have bomb burst. And again, these are all like G1 homages. Uh, we have Bomburst, who was a kind of a, a bat creature pretender who comes with Megatronus, a tiny little Megatronus figure that transforms into a, uh, I don't, what are they supposed to turn into? They don't turn into heads anymore. They turn into like little. They're like power masters or whatever. Yeah. They're, like, they're sparks or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So we got Bomburst with Megatronus. Uh, we have Bludgeon. Yeah. Uh, which I know is a favorite of yours, uh, who comes with Quintus Prime and uh, Octopunch, who is the uh, kind of octopus-themed pretender character. He's got a like a diving bell for a uh, head or like you know, like the diving, like the old fashioned diving helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he comes with Soulless Prime. Yeah. The, part of the Mayhem Attack Squad. Exactly. Where yeah, is, is Stranglehold? Yeah, where is Stranglehold? I give give him another wave, and he'll show up. Uh, we talked about these guys on the show last time, but they were showing them off at the Battle Slash and Road Trap. Who combined the form Battle Trap, which we're obviously super stoked about. Got to get that flywheels. Yes, indeed. Hopefully, that's coming soon. Uh, let's see. They showed off uh, the Voyager Class Alita One, uh, which is a retool of the. Voyager class Starscream that's on store shelves now. And actually, Alita One's starting to show up in places. Yep. Uh, they showed off, uh, the deluxe class Moon Racer, which I know we've talked about on this show before because she has that kind of goofy looking car mode and a huge kind of, backpack. And a huge, we didn't talk about that backpack before because every picture that Hasbro sent out of, of, uh, of, of Moon Racer was just kind of a, a front view, wisely enough, because pretty much her backpack is this, basically her entire car form is is strapped onto her back. Mm-hmm. And it looks just awful. It's real bad. <laughs> like, she looks fine looking at her from the front. Looking at her straight on, it's like, wow, that's a pretty good robot mode. But uh, you turn her 90 degrees, and suddenly it's like, whoa, how is she hauling that around, this massive backpack? Uh, I'm still getting her, of course, uh, just because I'm, I, you know, more more uh, female Transformers is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we're, they also showed off at Toy Fair. I don't know if they showed this one off before. It's a, a repaint, I you know, 
pretty sure I think she has a new head as well of Moonracer. Uh Nova Star, who is you know, she's done up in red, red and orange, so she's cool looking. Um yeah, she does have a new head. Still that same kind of goofy looking long skinny car mode. Mm-hmm. She's she still has the massive backpack. But uh but again, another female Autobot, which there are not enough of, so I'm happy to get her. Um, and besides, uh, the Alita one, the Voyager class Alita one turns into a torso mode and, uh, both moon racer and Nova star become limbs. So I need some, I need some more limbs for my uh, Alita one combiner. Of course. Yeah. Uh, speaking of combiners, they're also showing off at toy fair. Uh, for the first time, the fully assembled Abominus. Yeah. Who is made up of the five terror cons that I know we've talked about on the show before. Uh, Hunger, uh, who is starting to drift. He's the, the, the leader of the terror cons, the Voyager class figure. Mm-hmm. Turns into a two headed dragon and a torso mode. Um, but yeah, he's starting to hit stores now. That hunger uh, toy, though. Mm. The not, hunger toy, yeah. Not great. Uh, looks great in torso mode. Yeah. You know, look, he looks okay in robot mode. Looks kind of in his two-headed dragon mode. Mm-hmm. But looks really good in uh, torso mode. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the uh, His four limbs, uh, the deluxe class Ripper Snapper is also starting to drift into stores now. Uh, he turns into one of Abominus's arms. Uh, but yeah, for the first time at Toy Fair, we got to see the whole Abominus assembled, uh, with his, uh, all four limbs, his other arm, uh, 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 let's see, I don't know if they changed their names. Cutthroat was his old G1 name. The, uh, the bird, the kind of monster bird character. And then his two legs, uh, Sinner Twin, who I, I they might be renaming him. And blot. Uh, but yeah, we got to see Abominus in his fully, uh, combined, uh, glory. And he looks great. He looks really cool. Um, and I am super excited because again, as we've talked about on the show, I'm a, I, I was a big fan of the terror cons back in the G1 day. And I'm excited to get updated versions of them. So. Uh, yeah, they're coming and it looks, uh, looks really nice in his combined mode. Mm-hmm. And then, um, new leader class toy is, uh, coming out Optimus Primal and, uh, Optimus. Now this is, uh, not just this, any, not just any Optimus Primal. It's not just any, cause you see, you hear Optimus Primal. And you think, oh, okay, it's just the, the, the gorilla from Beast Wars. But this is, what is it? Optimal Optimus? Optimal Optimus. Optimal Optimus, who is, see, I'm trying to remember now. Did he turn it, did he like upgrade into this character in the old Beast Wars show? Yes. He got the, uh, spark or something from Optimus Prime. Okay. Yeah. They found the arc in, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's like he kind of merges with Prime Spark and becomes Optimal Optimus, which is just, uh, 
he gets kind of recolored because originally he was kind of like gray and brown, kind of kind of gorilla colors, but now he's all like silver and orange and magenta and blue and there's there's a lot going on. He's a he's a busy character, but he's cool. Yeah, no, he's cool looking. Like he it. um he turns into turns into a like a gorilla, uh-huh. but not like. Optimus Primal, where he's like a realistic-looking gorilla. He turns into like this kind of futuristic cyber gorilla. And does he have a third mode? He should have a jet mode. I don't see it here. Yeah. The original yeah, yeah. Optimal Optimus also had a jet mode. Yeah. Now, and now they also show like a uh, regular, you know, kind of what, you know, like the original form of, of, uh, Optimus Primal. Does he? I think he combines like uh, the leader class Optimus Prime and Rodimus Prime. Okay, okay, that makes some sense. Yeah, because the 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 new Power of the Prime leader class figures that are on the shelves right now, there's an Optimus Prime where it comes with it, it comes with a deluxe class Orion Pax, which is of course Optimus Prime's original form. And he combines with Optimus Prime's trailer to form the Optimus Prime that we all know and love. And then there's the uh, Rodimus Prime figure that comes with a little deluxe class hot rod that combines with the the Rodimus Prime trailer to become the big Rodimus Prime robot. So Optimal Optimus, this sounds very confusing. <laughs> This all sounds like I'm just making stuff up, and anyone who doesn't follow Transformers but listens to this show is probably going, what the hell is he talking about right now? But So it looks like it's going to come with a deluxe class Optimus Primal figure in kind of the gray and silver colors from the that you probably think of when you think of Optimus Primal uh-huh. from the, the Beast Wars cartoon. And he combines with the, the big Optimal... Optimus to form whatever it is he forms. A giant gorilla so, and a giant, giant robot. gorilla. Yes. So, whew, confusing. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, I, I do want that one. I like, yeah. I like Optimal Optimus. Um, I might wait for them to do a primal prime color scheme, which mm, is the okay. red and blue traditional Optimus prime colors. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get this guy or not. You know, I liked I liked Beast Wars, but I don't uh you know, again, kind of the age difference between us, I don't really have uh, as much nostalgia for Beast Wars, understandable, as some people would. So, like if it was just a standard Optimus Primal figure where he turned into just like a, the the you know, kind of like the masterpiece toy where he turns into just the the standard uh, gorilla. I would probably get it, but like the whole optimal optimist thing, I was like, eh, I don't know. You kind of lost me there, Beast Wars. So, I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what I will be buying though. This last one. This last one. The big, this, the big deal. The Titan class figure. Hmm. That's coming out. Uh, the Titan class is what's reserved for the the biggest ones, like the uh, the the giant Devastator combiner that came out a few years ago, or the Metroplex or the Triptychon. Uh, the new Titan class toy 
is again, uh, like Devastator, he's going to be a combiner. Uh, and it is Predaking. Uh, the, the culmination of the five Predacons. Uh, these are all going to be, uh, Voyager sized figures. So they are, they are the larger toys. So it's going to make a massive combiner robot. And, uh, yeah, the, the Predacons are awesome looking. Uh, you know, really cool color scheme, kind of red, orange, and yellow, and black with some gold highlights. Um, let's see, there's Razor Claw, who is the leader. He turns into a, uh, a lion. Uh, we have Dive Bomb, who is the eagle. Uh, Rampage is the panther. Uh, we have the Rhino Headstrong. And finally, the Buffalo is Tantrum. So you have these five, uh, five Predacons, and they all merge to become Predaking. And I still have my G1 Predaking toy, and it was one of the coolest of the old G1 combiners. Um, I believe the biggest of them too. If I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and it's awesome. So to get an updated version that's going to be just massive is, uh, very exciting. Mm-hmm. So are you, uh, gonna pick this up? Uh, probably not. I just don't oh, have yeah. space for no room for him. that kind of thing. I can dig it. I can dig it. I mean, I, I really, got... I think it looks really cool. Yeah. I will say, uh, just the, they show the pictures. Hasbro released, uh, some official images of the, uh, Predacons in their animal forms and then a photo of them combined. And, uh, you know, honestly, some of the, the animal forms look a little weak. Yeah. Um, like Dive Bomb. Dive Bomb in particular. <laughs> with his tiny, tiny little eagle head. Am I wrong here? I don't. He's know. got this very large body and he's got this very impressive wingspan, mm-hmm. but his head is like this little shrunken little nubbin sticking out of, out of his, uh, eagle body. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. And I don't know if it, like the, the way the animal legs, like on, uh, headstrong and tantrum, uh, just the, their, their legs look kind of stubby sticking out of their animal bodies and they stuff. They skip leg day. They really skip leg day. So, yeah, their their animal forms like Razor Claw looks okay. Rampage looks oak like he looks a little weird, but I think that might just be the angle the toy was at when the picture was shot. But uh, so yeah, their individual modes look a little lacking, but uh, but the combined mode looks fantastic. That's all, all. That's all that matters for most people. That's true. Yeah, when they're all merged together, they look great. So probably how he would get displayed anyway yeah so you know especially considering he's so big and you know kind of a kind of a showpiece character so yeah and you've got like five voyager class figures like maybe combine them yeah exactly so but yeah a lot of transformer stuff a lot of uh stuff to look forward to so yeah that's uh that's my first thing cool there's a, what a lot of good stuff coming out. A lot of stuff there. Yeah. What do you uh what do you have that you're looking forward to? Uh let's see. What am I gonna go with first? I'll go with uh from Lego. 
Mm-hmm. Lego Marvel Superheroes, the Hulkbuster Ultron Edition. Oh, yeah. It's a big old Hulkbuster. Yes. Um, yeah, this is this is not like the the Hulkbuster that came out for the like the Age of Ultron set. No. This is you know, like this this is this is more of like a collector's piece. Yeah. It yeah. it even has like that uh, Ultimate Collector's series uh type of plaque on the Yeah. One. Yeah, that's true. Uh yeah, so it's uh 1363 pieces and retails for $119.99. Yeah. It's big big deal. Uh, Hulkbuster with a lot of details. Um, unfortunately, mm. a lot of stickers. Yeah, right. That really bums me out. Yeah, definitely a lot of stickers on this. Um, but it does have a light brick for the the little chest area. So that, yeah, the arc reactor. This. That's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's the big Hulkbuster armor on a platform that so it can like Tony Stark's robots are assembling it and. Yeah, like it actually comes with like the the platform it stands on has like the the little Stark Lab robot arms coming off of it, and like there's a little computer terminal next to it uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Even comes with a little uh, Stark Lab fire extinguisher <laughs> as well. So, I mean, just a really cool detail in that, and it even uh, has like. Uh, like its forearms pop off because they're on ball joints, so you can have like the the regular kind of fist uh, forearm, or you can pop that off and plug in uh, another one that looks like just kind of a what is it supposed to be like a, a, a laser gun or something like that. But uh, yeah, so you can kind of like interchange its parts to customize it or to look like uh, the robots are assembling it still and yeah it looks really cool and i'll get it despite the stickers uh yeah comes with the exclusive uh iron man uh mark 43 minifigure yes i don't know it looks like every other iron man minifigure but i i, I guess the the uh, torso print is different um <laughs> but there's a little <laughs> plaque for this mark 43 that is also yeah. a sticker i know and I, I love that uh there's an official you know lego put out all these official promo shots of it and there's a nice big close-up of the of the minifigure suit uh on its little display stand and it's got the mark 43 sticker just blatantly a sticker slapped on there yeah looks like it's even kind of crooked like they applied it a little crooked as well so it's like come on guys it's terrible come on but uh but yeah, I mean, stickers aside, it's a pretty cool looking set. It's very impressive. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll get it. I want it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get it or not. We will see. All right. I think it's a well, when's it supposed to be out? Has it say yet? Oh, geez. March 3rd. Mm. Uh, Yeah. We'll be available starting March 3rd at Lego stores and shop at home. With no VIP early access. So, geez, this comes out in just a couple weeks. Nice. Yeah. I I mean, if I do get it, it, it won't be on March 3rd. Right. It'll, it'll be sometime down the road. But it is a really nice looking set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Natasha, I could really use a lullaby. Well, that's not going to happen. Not for a while. 
The whole team is down. They got no backup here. I'm calling it Veronica. Um, what else do you have on your list? Uh, let's see. What else do I have on my list? Oh, you know what? Let's let's get this out of the way. Um, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Um, I like Ninja Turtles. I, you know, I love the Ninja Turtles. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I really enjoy. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I love the old comics, the old black and white comics from uh, Mirage Studios. I was a big fan of those back in the day. Um, you know, I watched the old uh, cartoon from like the late '80s. You know, not not nearly as good as the old comics, but but I I did enjoy that back in the day. I, I enjoyed the the first live action movie mm-hmm. with the Henson suits and everything. That was great. Um, you know, kind of fell out of Turtles after a while just because the uh, you know, the 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 stuff they were putting out just wasn't very good. You know, the the live action TV series and and all that nonsense. Um. I watched the new cartoon that started in like what 2012 maybe. I think that's when that that the Nickelodeon series started. I thought that was really good. Uh, IDW is publishing uh, new Turtles comics. They've been doing that for years. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like I said, the the current Nickelodeon cartoon I I really enjoyed. Uh, that recently ended its run, and uh, they just announced the next series. Uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Playmates has a, a new line of toys. Um, and I'm not talking about these because I'm excited about them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm talking about these just because it's Ninja Turtles and it's news. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, did you see the, the character designs for this new Ninja Turtles cartoon? Yeah. Um, n- not, not a fan. They do not look good. <laughs> They look terrible. The new Ninja Turtles looks awful. The new Ninja Turtles cartoon character designs are making me pine for the recent live action designs. <laughs> and I'm not that's it that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not really. <laughs> because these new character designs look terrible. Uh, they look awful in, in 2D still form. You know, we haven't seen any animation from them yet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they look bad. Like the turtles look, like April looks okay. April looks, I mean, she's a teenager again, you know, like she was in the, 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 the recent series, which I, you know, I, some people had a problem with, with April O'Neil being a teenager. I did not. I think it worked out well for the uh, the the previous show, and I'm sure it'll be fine for this show. April, aka the street smart best friend. Yep, yep. Um, but the turtles themselves look awful. Raphael, the leader. Raphael, does he? And people were complaining about this, okay? Because uh, apparently, uh, Raphael's the leader. Leonardo is described as. The trickster. That's what Leonardo is known for. Yeah, it's like what? Okay, Donatello's the tech whiz. Okay, okay that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Michelangelo, the wild card. Sure. I guess why not? You know, he's he's you know. It's the modern um, equivalent of the party dude. Exactly. 
Um, and people were kind of freaking out about Raphael being the leader, but I'm I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, my 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 canister of mutagenic ooze is half full. I'm going to say that the cartoon is going to it is going to be like a character arc. That's my guess. Is we're going to you know the show's going to start off with Raphael as the leader and Leonardo as like the kind of the trickster or whatever. Maybe he's a little less serious. And probably maybe this is what I would do if I was in charge of the show is you have this kind of season long character arc where we learn that Raphael is not really suited to be a leader. Like he's, he may be the leader cause he's like the toughest one, but as the, as the show progresses, maybe it's like we, you know, we start seeing signs that Raphael's not really a very good leader. He's not suited to be leader. And then there's a little character growth as Leonardo sort of steps up and learns to to sort of be a, a, a you know the leader responsibilities and stuff like that. So I'm not freaking out about that because maybe that's what they're doing. Now that may not be what they're doing at all, and they're just being stupid. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I, like I said, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, and maybe they're going to play into into that kind of you know have have the characters grow a little bit, right? But their designs just look awful. They look terrible. They are terrible looking, and the toys look terrible because the designs look terrible. Uh, Splinter, I dare say Splinter looks worse than the turtles. Mm-hmm. Splinter's just this little like nub of a of a rat critter. He just looks awful. He's the chill master. The chill man. Come on, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't I like, make Splinter. I like the official picture of Splinter. He's got his hands on there. He's like, yay. Yeah, I know. He's like really, he's really excited to to be here, but he looks awful. He just looks like a little, like, looks like a little wart. So, yeah, very disappointed by, uh, by this, the look of the new series. Um, but again, you're getting all the figures. Uh, you know, the standard action figures, uh, you're getting like the little role play stuff. So the kids get the masks and the weapons. There's some vehicles, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there is a giant turtles layer play set, which looks huge, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing is what one, two, three, like four stories tall. It has this massive like cardboard backdrop of New York city plugged into the top of it. And then, there's like, you know, like three layers of sewer uh with you know little action features and and stuff. Uh the one one thing I will point out that I thought was cute uh, in this turtle layer playset is they actually have a couple of arcade machines in their in their sewer layer mm-hmm. uh for the turtles to play on. Right. And if you if you look real close at the two arcade sc- uh, the two arcade machines, the screens, they're actually screenshots from the old Turtles arcade game. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they I mean, I, I don't know how that works in universe. You know, if the turtles are supposedly living in secret under the sewers, you know, where where no one knows that they exist. How you know? Did Donatello just program two unique arcade machines featuring themselves? Because <laughs> presumably, 
in this world of the Ninja Turtles, Konami did not make Ninja Turtles video games. So, I don't know. I just think, you know, it's, it's obviously a cute little gag, cute little reference for uh, for people, but, uh, you know, don't think about it. Because it stops making sense if you try to think about it. Again, like I said, I'm not, I'm not excited for those toys or anything. But I felt that uh, we should, we should talk at least talk about the, the rise of the turtles characters and, and you know how they look kind of kind of gross. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. There we go. What what do you have? Uh, speaking of gross, I guess. Yeah. From Funko, they have the Savage World figures. They're basically like, uh, like He-Man type Masters of the Universe type toys. Oh, like kind of the old, like proportions, like kind of the like squat little buff dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing those, but for, uh, horror, uh, characters. Really? Yeah. They're, they're kind of neat looking. I, I actually think they're pretty cool. This uh, is Fun- Funko, right? The Funko Pop people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're doing other stuff besides Funko Pop stuff. What? What? Uh... You got like Freddy Krueger. You got Jason <laughs> Voorhees, Leatherface, Michael Myers, Pinhead. But proportioned like old school He-Man figures. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's amazing. They look like they could fit in with your old school He-Man figures. Jeez, they really do, don't they? They they got their their they got the muscular legs that are kind of in that little squat pose. Mm-hmm. They got those big broad torsos with the rippling muscles and everything. Because when I think Pinhead, I think like a bodybuilder. <laughs> pinhead got swole. <laughs> they all did. Freddy, Freddy Krueger. You know, but I think Robert Englund. <laughs> I think the buffest dude in town. These are crazy looking. Yeah, I think they're pretty cool. I, I'll, I'll probably pick, probably pick up all of them. Actually, yeah, I think they're all really neat. But they're not even like in their traditional outfits from from the movies and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Jason Voorhees one, mm-hmm. and. He he looks like he's wearing like barbarian clothes. Yeah, and he's got a bone machete and a bone axe. Yeah, exactly. And like the Freddy Krueger one is got like he's not wearing Freddy's iconic sweater. It looks like he's got well, he's wearing like a hood, like kind of a leather hood over his head, mm-hmm. and he's got kind of a, a leather uh, uh, like codpiece thing going on, and like. <laughs> I mean, he's. It looks like his sweater is kind of like, almost like he's wearing like a bear skin, like a like a, you know, primitive prehistoric bear skin, uh, you know, around his half of his torso, and it looks like it's made up of his old sweater. Maybe he uh, skinned a battle cat. <laughs> that could very well be. And even like the 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 Leatherface, they have an unpainted prototype of Leatherface. And, you know, again, he's just, you know, he's, he's super buff and he's wearing the kind of, he's wearing the smock over his, his rippling muscles. Uh, but he's not, he's got, it's kind of like Ash from, uh, from Army of Darkness where he's got, uh, 
instead of like carrying around a chainsaw, he actually has a chainsaw that plugs into his wrist. So, which you can also swap out for a giant hammer Mm -hmm. as well. So, so they're taking some creative liberties with these horror characters. And that's why I like them. (laughs) They, They do look pretty great. I will give them that. Yeah, it's like they're taking Masters Universe and horror and two things I yeah. like and putting them together. Pretty cool. They're also doing uh, Thundercats in this style. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And Conan. Oh, really? He's funny, man. Not, not, not O'Brien. Wait, what? The Barbarian. Dip- oh, I was looking forward to getting the super buff Conan O'Brien figure. Well, you never know. <laughs> Give it time. I mean, Maybe it's, these... it's Funko. They have every property imaginable. Yeah, seriously. If they start doing all their Funko pop licenses in this style, forget about it. Oh, that's pretty great. I approve. I like it. Uh, what else you got? Uh, what else do I have? Um, hey, let's uh, talk about some Lego. Lego, real quick. We you were talking about your uh, Hulkbuster. Let's talk about Lego. Uh, bringing back one of its popular licenses that it had several years ago. The Taj Mahal. The Taj Mahal's back. <laughs> no, not the Taj Mahal, but my friend, it's another hall. It's not the Taj Mahal, it's the Great Hall. Oh. You know where the Great Hall can be found? Where's that? The Great Hall can be found nowhere else but the beloved Hogwarts Castle. Harry Potter has returned to the world of Lego. Nice. They're bringing out some more Harry Potter sets. Uh, and they are, Lego is debuting uh, the, uh, the, the Harry Potter line with... Uh, the Great Hall uh, portion of Hogwarts. Uh, this set is uh, going to be $99.99. $100. It's going to la- launch August 1st. It's a great price for a great hall? For a great price for a great hall. It's terrible. Uh, there, There is no uh, brick count or anything like that. Uh, you know, honestly, the set doesn't look too big. Actually, it's it. It looks kind of like a small set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, for a great hall. I mean, the hall itself is very tiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're getting you're getting the hall. You're getting a uh, kind of a tower. Uh, there is now to be fair one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. A whopping ten minifigures. Uh, let's see. You're getting uh, uh, the three main kids. Uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And uh, it also should be noted, this is based on, well, I, I guess it's, well, it's it's based on the first book or, or, or movie, whatever you want to think of it as. Um, but it's got some elements of the second as well, because um, the kids are all wearing, they're, they're, well, the kids are all, uh, they have their short little legs. They have the short little kid legs. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so you're getting uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Uh, you got Draco. Uh, you got Ginny. Uh, so this is uh, 
you know, so because that's kind of where your your second year comes in because Ginny was not at Hogwarts on the first year. Uh, let's see, you get uh, Hagrid, you get uh, uh, Professor McGonagall, you got uh, Dumbledore, uh, you got Professor Quirrell, who, spoiler alert, probably has a double-sided head. Uh, and you also get a minifigure of uh, Nearly Headless Nick, who was uh, portrayed by John Cleese in the movie, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get a uh, little uh, Hedwig, a little owl uh, figure. You also get a uh, 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 Scabbers. And there is a brick-built, uh, I'm assuming that's supposed to be the Basilisk from the uh, yes. from Chamber of Secrets. Because you get a big brick-built snake. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the Great Hall, uh, when you flip it around, because it's just, just like the castle exterior. Uh, when you flip it around, the, the bulk of the set is the titular Great Hall, where you got a bunch of tables where you can set the kids at. You get two tables. Yeah, two, well, yeah, two tables. <laughs> uh, some food to go on the tables. There's some candles floating in the sky. Uh, there's a couple banners hanging in the hall. You got a Gryffindor and a Slytherin banner. Um, also, there new wand pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the the old days, the Harry Potter sets just came with uh, essentially the little uh, lightsaber rods, right? In uh, just just done up in brown, but these are actually uh, new molded pieces that look more like. Uh, like the wands from the Harry Potter universe with like a little handle and they kind of taper off into a pointed tip. Um, But yeah, see, that's, you know, it's a tiny hall. <laughs> it's a, it's a tiny little hall. Um, Kind of amusing that you have these two tables where the kids would theoretically sit, but because the kids all have these short legs, they can't actually sit. <laughs> <laughs> So they all just have to actually, you know, now that I'm looking at it, I think that's four tables wedged in there. Yeah, that is four tables. I that is there. The yeah. Bigger there version. Are, because the, the, because the, yeah, the kids uh, just stand on the little seats in front of the table because like we said, they can't sit because the little kid legs don't bend. Uh, but yeah, there are four, four, uh, uh, you know, they're not big tables. <laughs> They're very tiny tables. <laughs> Four tiny tables uh, for the kids to sit in. There's uh, uh, another table at the front of the hall where the teachers can sit. You have McGonagall, McGonagall stand, standing or sitting there looking very, very sour. Uh, and then the tower is just uh, you got a little spiral staircase leading up uh, to a room with just like a couple like potions and stuff. Uh, there's another room sitting up top uh, that you can't access because there's no staircase. It's just like a, a broom. Just fly up there. Yeah, that's true. It's it's Hogwarts. You can fly up there. Uh, but yeah, there's like a little uh, treasure chest. And there's the sorting hat is up there. And the sorting hat is, again, I believe in the old Harry Potter set, uh, the sorting hat was just a generic uh, kind of wizard hat. That was you know, probably used in one of the, the Castle series or something. But this is a, this sorting hat is a new mold. And it looks like the sorting hat from the movie where it has like a, a face 
molded into it. So it has very clear uh, eyes and a mouth. So it's a, it's, a, it's actually a pretty cool looking piece. Uh, and then way up at the top of the tower, uh, again, and it's not even in a room because this, this set is so tiny. Uh, it's just sort of slapped on the wall uh, in, in the kind of conical top of the tower. Uh, you have the uh, a brick-built mirror of Erised. And look at all a, those stickers. And it's a lot of stickers. <laughs> and the mirror, of course, was a very big plot uh, device in the, the first book and movie. Uh, and it's a, it's a two-sided mirror. You can flip it around. Uh, the fir- Harry Potter spoilers. I mean, how old is Harry Potter is like 15 years old or something at this point, but, right. uh, so one side of the mirror, uh, you can have displayed shows Harry Potter with his, uh, mom and dad, uh, standing next to him, or you can, uh, you can flip the mirror around and show off uh, what Professor Quirrell sees when he looks in the mirror, which is himself holding the uh, Philosopher's Stone, or uh, I guess the Sorcerer's Stone if you're if you're from North America. So, but uh, I mean, you know, not the most impressive looking set. No, uh, just because it is, I, I you know. I, I'm trying to cut Lego some slack on this because they, you know, this is the first Harry Potter set that they've put out in years. So they were probably trying to keep it at a decent price just, you know, because they they know that this is something that kids are going to want to buy. So they don't want to have, you know, they don't want to introduce a $250 Hogwarts set. Right. That parents aren't going to buy for their kids. Uh, they want a packet full of minifigures because, you know, if you're, if you're buying a, a, you know, this is the, again, the first Harry Potter set in years. So you want to make sure you have the three kids. You want to make sure you can have a Draco for them to fight with. You want to have like Hagrid and Dumbledore and stuff like that. So, so they're trying to pack in a ton of minifigures, but still create a decent size sets. So, I mean, that, that, it had to be a tough balancing act when this designing this set to to create a, a decent little playset area to to have your minifigures in and have a, a good selection of minifigures. So it's probably the best they could have done with the sort of restraints that they were working under, but I suppose I'm not that interested in this. Yeah, I mean I'm not buying it either. Um I might brick link the figures at some point. Uh, I might brick link the, the sorting hat, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I'm not too interested, but it's cool that Harry Potter's back uh, in Lego form. Hopefully we get more sets later on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also worth noting Hagrid uh, comes with his pink umbrella, which is again, a very important accessory for Hagrid mm-hmm. in the, uh, the books and movies. So, so yeah, Harry Potter's back. Woo! Yay! There we go. You know what else is back? What's that? The real Ghostbusters. Oh! From Diamond Select Toys, they're doing the real Ghostbusters, and they look great. Yeah, and these are based on the old cartoon. Yep. The old cartoon from the mid-80s, and 
seven inch tall action figures. Jeez, uh, these look really good. Yeah. I mean, they they don't look like it's not because I mean there were real Ghostbusters action figures back in the mid late eighties, mm-hmm. based on the cartoon, of course, of course. But you know, you're operating with late eighties toy technology, so you know they looked fine. But uh, these toys really look like the the animated figures just sort of stepped out of your TV. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm looking at Egon, and Egon in the cartoon had this crazy swirl of blonde hair, and it's just reproduced perfectly here in in plastic form. And and Peter also had this kind of crazy curl flipping out of his head that just looks outstanding here. These look really good. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, they're using a lot of the molds from the um, live-action Ghostbusters toys that uh-huh. they've already made. But still, they're making it work with this uh, oh, yeah. real Ghostbusters aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the suits are all – the jumpsuits are all painted different colors uh, like they were on the show. And, yeah, the, the head sculpts look uh, – they all look really good. So – and then there's a Slimer as well, mm-hmm. which, again, you know, just a really good job of of uh, making that sort of very cartoony-looking Slimer uh, from the animated series uh, work in uh, in 3D form. And, yeah, you got all the... Got all the uh, cartoon-style accessories. Yeah, the, the traps and the uh EKG meters and stuff like that or PKE meter PKE. EKG EKG meter what am i saying and proton PKE. Pack. yeah the yeah. proton packs and stuff all of it no these these look great these look really good yeah i'm really impressed uh, yeah i i'll probably pick these up i really like the real ghostbusters yeah there's something strange in the neighborhood so who you gonna call ghostbusters Schultz separately uh, let's see. What else? Uh, I have to talk. We talked about Harry Potter. Uh huh. Oh, you know what? I'm going to talk about this, which you just uh, updated with while we while we were talking. Um. Uh, NECA has announced a, a new series of aliens figures. Series thirteen. Uh, series thirteen. Lucky series thirteen. And I am super excited because it's another Kenner homage wave. Uh, this Kenner homage wave, uh, we have two new aliens figures and a new human figure. Um, now I am very disappointed. I have the, uh, Kenner, uh, homage Ripley figure that came out a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, they did, uh, like this past year, Put out a, uh, a Kenner homage Vasquez figure mm-hmm. that I had not been able to find. Oh, um, and you know what? I'm gonna aliens Vasquez. I'm looking this up on eBay real quick to see if uh, I can find. Let's see, because they brought out a a regular Vasquez figure. You know, just how she looked in Aliens. Right. But, uh, the, yeah, see, there it is. It's, 
like the Kenner homage one, $75 on eBay. Oh, dang. Uh, $60 on eBay. That's not Buy cool. It. No. Um, $45 plus nine plus $10 shipping. Oh, I mean, that sounds like the best deal so far. So yeah, it's ridiculous. So for some reason, yes, I like, I, I don't want to pay $60 for this action figure. So I'm going to, I'm hopefully going to buy a Vasquez to have Kenner Vasquez, but we are getting a Kenner homage of Sergeant Apone, mm-hmm. who was like the, he was the, the, the sergeant dude from Aliens. Yeah, it's inspiration for the sergeant dude from Halo. Exactly. And of course, in the Kennerverse, when, when Kenner made their line of crazy aliens action figures, that, uh, you know, that, that kind of stereotypical space marine sergeant from aliens, uh, became a dude wearing green pants and giant silver boots. And a bright yellow T-shirt with the sleeves ripped off that says no bugs. <laughs> He's telling you right away. He doesn't like yeah, bugs. He doesn't like bugs. He's got a like a big cybernetic uh, arm. <laughs> He's got like, you know, like not his whole arm, but he's got like this cybernetic enhancements on his right arm. And he's got a, a, a red backwards baseball cap and some sort of like giant electronic device strapped to his ear. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. And I believe I have the old Kenner figure of him. Uh, but now we're getting, uh, <laughs> we're getting an updated version of him. So that's awesome. Uh, and we're getting two new aliens again, uh, homages to the old, uh, nineties Kenner line. Uh, we are getting the scorpion alien, uh, which admittedly, even back in the nineties, uh, cause I love that old aliens line and I collected those back in the day. Uh, the scorpion alien I always thought was kind of the dullest one. We've talked about this before, but scorpion yeah. alien was my favorite. Yeah. Scorpion was your, see, he was always kind of the dullest to me cause he just kind of looks just like a regular alien. I mean, he's got a few more spikes jutting out of him and he's got like kind of a scorpion stinger at the end of his tail, but he, to, you know, to me, just looked like a regular alien, which I think is why you liked him, right? Yeah, I can reenact aliens. Yeah. Because uh, I had the feature where you press the button and it blows up. Yes, which was pretty cool, to be fair. But yeah, because, you know, in this line where you have, you know, a, a rhino alien with a big horn jutting out of its head or a praying mantis alien that's like translucent green with big praying mantis claws. Uh, having something that just looked kind of like a regular alien was kind of like, well, I mean, it's cool and all because the aliens are cool looking, but I, I was kind of digging the, the wacky variants. Well, don't worry. There's a wacky one. <laughs> there is a wacky one. We are getting, and again, this is an update to an old Kenner figure. We are getting the snake alien and the snake alien. Uh, looks like it uses the same kind of gimmick that the old one had. Uh, the, the old gimmick was that it was, it's, you know, it's a long, it looks like a long snake, um, made up of kind of, you know, spine bits, you know, like you would imagine an alien snake would look like, but it has like a posable wire inside so you can bend it and, and make it kind of stand up. Uh, it has kind of a big cobra 
uh, uh, frill with, uh, with, with big spikes coming out of it. And then you have the uh, alien head atop that, where it looks kind of like a traditional alien head, uh, but with the, a, an extra set of like giant uh, fangs coming out the sides. So it looks very much like, again, a modernized update of of the old 90s snake alien, which I am delighted by. So I am in for all three of these figures. Yeah, you got to get that Vasquez then. Yeah, I really do. I really do. I only need to know one thing. Where they are. Okay, welcome back to the show. <laughs> I just bought a Kenner Vasquez off eBay. <laughs> there you go. I, I found one on eBay. I looked on eBay. All of the Vasquez uh uh Kenner homage figures were going for like 60 to 80 bucks, but I did find one on eBay that is new, supposedly new in package, uh, got it for 27 bucks shipped. So hopefully, hopefully by our next episode, I'll be talking about how I got a, uh, a new Vasquez figure <laughs> to go with my existing Ripley figure and my eventually to be purchased uh sergeant apone figure um let's see do they say when these are coming out oh uh due for release in october for uh the the next uh series 13 of aliens toys uh those will probably they don't list a price or anything but i think those go for about 20 bucks each um so i am wicked stoked uh yeah sergeant apone seven inches tall uh, this, uh, who's Scorpion Alien has over 30 points of articulation. Oh, very impressive. Um, uh, over nine inches tall, uh, does not mention anything about the Scorpion Alien, uh, being able to blow apart. Like well, the then forget it. So I, I'm guessing with 30 points of articulation, it probably does not have the explosion gimmick that the old one had. I'm sorry. Um, but the snake alien features a 12-inch long bendable tail and ball-jointed fingers. I guess this must be maybe the little claws surrounding the uh, the, the cobra frill uh, to, to attack its unlucky prey. So, yeah, I'm stoked for these. So there we go. Uh, what else do you have? Speaking of science fiction. Yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's this character in this new, uh, Marvel comic, this comic called Darth Vader. Really good comic, by the way. Very good comic. Yeah. Uh, there's a original character in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Do not steal. Dr. Afra. Ah, that, uh, she's clearly Dracula. Uh-huh. That's exactly. the, that's the trick. Dr. Afra, if you, if you abbreviate the doctor, she's Dra Dracula. Drafra. Dra Wait, what? Dra Drafra. Is that a thing? I, I, she's a giraffe. <laughs> she's a blood-sucking giraffe. No, it's Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra, she is... She's... What? I mean, she well, she's basically like Indiana Jones. Right. Because she's like a, like a treasure hunter, explorer character. And, like, Darth Vader recruits her to basically... 
do some of his dirty work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But she's a good character. Yeah, and she's getting uh, an action figure. Oh, that's cool. In the vintage collection is the 3.75-inch uh, scale Star Wars toys. Uh, oh, yeah? The more detailed ones, the not the mission series, which are the basic Star Wars okay. toys. So, yeah. So we're getting an official Dr. Afra action figure. Cool. And I think that is super rad. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she's a cool character from a cool series. And she got her own uh, spinoff series as well. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. Now they need to make uh, vintage collection droids for her to have. Oh, yeah, because she has... Um, she she basically has like an evil... R2 and C and 3PO, right? Yep. Yeah. The R2 has like Gatling guns that pop out of it. <laughs> yeah, like kind of cartoonishly, like like there's no way it could fit all of those guns inside it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so then there's yeah, she has like kind of an evil protocol droid as well. So Although she's not really evil. She's not like an evil character. No, but the droids are definitely evil. Yeah, the droids are she's sort of morally ambiguous. Is is her deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But there we go. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, there's a lot of cool uh, Star Wars stuff coming up. Obviously, the Solo movie stuff. But Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of Solo stuff coming out. Um, But I mainly want to point out that they're making a Dr. Afro toy. That's pretty awesome. Impressive. Most impressive. What's the, the last thing on your list? Well, my last thing. Uh, let's stay on the Star Wars. Let's stay on the Star Wars beat. Because uh, this is kind of a big deal. Literally uh, big. It literally big. Yeah. Uh, so so Hasbro has uh, launched something new. Uh, they're calling it Haslab. And it is essentially like Kickstarter for toys. It's like a, it's a crowdfunding site. Uh, it's at, at uh, HasbroLab.com. You can go there right now. The site is up and operational. Um, and it is basically, it seems to be a way for them to create and sell very large toys that would have a lot of collector's appeal, but minimal to none uh, appeal for uh, a standard uh, toy store. Um, the first, um, the first toy that they are crowdfunding uh, is the uh, Jabba the Hutt's sail barge. From Return of the Jedi, and this set, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a Star Wars vehicle. It is scaled for the three point seven five inch Star Wars figures. So Doctor Afra could hang out on this. Doctor, and you know what? Knowing Doctor Afra, she would be found hanging out on Jabba's sail barge at one point or another. Uh, but this thing is uh, over four feet long, so it's huge. Yeah. Um and I'm just I'm just going to read off their uh uh press release here. Measuring approximately 4 feet long, um uh, 
blah, blah. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, exquisitely detailed fan accessible decks that complement 3.75 inch figures, not included. Uh, it's removable side panels also offer a unique opportunity to pose and set up incredible dioramas. So it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fully sealed, you know, it's got panels so you can have it look, you know, all sealed up and everything, but you can pop all these panels off so you can play inside it or pose your figures. Um, let's see here. Uh, complete with premium deco vintage packaging, which is kind of cool. Soft cloth sails, hmm. which is awesome. So you're not just getting like, you know, hard molded plastic. They're actually cloth sails. Uh, included with this vehicle is Jabba the Hutt, a 3.5 inch scale figure. Nice. So you're actually getting, uh, yeah, a two scale, uh, Jabba inside his barge. And yeah, the barge looks great. Again, it's huge. You got the whole deck there with some deck guns. So you can have, uh, some characters, uh, hanging out on the deck. And then, yeah, there's some stairs going down into, uh, the hold in the interior. And yeah, there's plenty of room for figures and, you know, there's a, like a kind of raised dais for Jabba to hang out on. Uh, you can probably get a little slave Leia there choking him or something. But yeah, so it's this massive, uh, figure and it looks like you can, you can back it. Um, uh, it's, it's pricey though. You're certainly paying, uh, for it. It's 500 bucks, uh, $499.99 plus tax. Um, let's see here. Estimated ship dates, shipping included. Um, oh, so it looks like if you back it, uh, let's see there as of our recording, uh, we're recording on February 18th. Uh, it has 44 days left to go. Go. Um, their goal is to reach 5,000 backers. Uh, at as again as of the recording, they are at 967. So they're about one fifth of their way to meeting the minimum production goal. Uh, and if uh, yeah, it says here this campaign will move into production when it reaches. Minimum backing goal of 5,000. Uh, we'll stop taking backers at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on April 3rd. So you have, like, right up until April 4th uh, to to do this. Um, and, yeah, it looks like there's a behind-the-workbench booklet that they will send out to people right away, like, right after the campaign ends. And then it looks like they'll have the manufacturing and everything done and deliver the product to you uh, basically a year from now. Uh, so it's, yeah, uh, 228 of 2019. I mean, these are kind of made to order. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's perfectly reasonable because, you know, they, they have this thing designed, certainly, but they have to go into mass production and get all the packaging made and – and uh well, yeah, you know, I, you know, cause all they're showing right now is like a prototype of it. You know, it's not, it's, it's a grayscale prototype. So they have to, uh, go into full production and everything. Uh, so yeah, but this looks like this is going to be Hasbro's new method of producing, uh, 
large-scale, collector-driven toys. It makes sense. But yeah, what do you, I was going to ask, what do you think of this? I, I think it's a good idea. Um, yeah. I mean, the collectors are always complaining that they're not getting what they want, and Hasbro's giving them an avenue to get exactly what they want. They just have to, you know, come together and fund it. Yeah, which, I mean, this, this is, you know, because, again, there's no way that, you know, if, if Hasbro wanted to produce like a Jabba sail barge set, if they had any sort of hopes of realistically getting this onto a shelf at a Target or a Walmart, it would, there's no way it would be truly to scale with the regular Star Wars figures. It would be significantly smaller, uh, probably way less detail, uh, probably would not come with Jabba. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have the the cloth or anything for the sales. Uh, but yeah, it would just be much smaller and a lot less detailed. And uh, even then, it would probably be tough to do because even if they did scale it down, it would still be really big. And stores are, you know, they're kind of hesitant to have giant product like this especially because it's going to be expensive eating up their shelf space mm-hmm. so i think this is a really good avenue to do it i think it's a i mean you know this is essentially a pre-purchase i mean you know i know like kickstarter and other crowd funding sites try to sort of downplay the oh you know you're not really pre-buying anything you're just helping to support creators or whatever but when you have you know a big company like Hasbro doing this it's you're kind of treating it like a pre-purchase mm-hmm. you know it's just enough people need to pre-purchase it to uh to make it worth Hasbro's time and money to put the thing into production yeah so i don't know i think this is really cool i i i dig this as a toy collector. Yeah. I'll be interested to uh, follow this and um, see what kind of, uh, how many backers are, you know, backing it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, again, we have 40, 44 days to go as of record time. They're about one fifth of the way there. So hopefully this gathers enough steam. Uh, Cause I mean, they just announced this, what a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. At you know when when Toy Fair started, so as the word gets out, uh, hopefully this will this will grow and we'll see a lot more people uh, throwing their half a grand <laughs> at, the, at their uh, giant uh, sail barge. I would actually like to see them do this with Transformers and do like really obscure characters. Yeah, see that's and and I was going to ask you, uh, yeah, like what other stuff would you like to see? And and yes, yeah, certainly. Some obscure Transformers characters would be great. Um, I know Hasbro's kind of forgotten about G.I. Joe toys, mm-hmm. but could you imagine a USS flag? That would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, would, it would probably be if they were going to be making it to the same scale as the old <laughs> USS flag toy. You'd probably be looking at, at near a grand for it. <laughs> But, but the, there are those collectors out there who would. Well, yeah, that's just it. it. That's just it. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do. And, and will it always be like these very, very large, very expensive toys? Or will they do like 
you know, something, well, like you were saying, maybe uh, a Transformers character that is kind of obscure, maybe like a comic book only character, you know, like, uh, uh, just thinking of the current comic, like Rung. Yeah. Who is a, a big, important character in the current run of comics, but he is not a character who has a G1 equivalent. So there's no nostalgia for that character. He's, you know, he's not showing up in any of the movies or the cartoons, but he is a popular character amongst the, the fans who read the comics. So it's like, you know, you know, could they crowdsource a rung figure that maybe, you know, would only cost like 30 bucks, you know, but, uh, you know, would, would they do that, you know, kind of a, a smaller cost figure? I hope so. I hope they in, at least in try lab. It. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm very curious to see what they do with this in the future. So hopefully it takes off. Yeah. It's a really good idea. Yeah. Now, would you be buying Jabba's $500 sale barge? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Well, I will not, but I'm glad to see that you will. <laughs> and I believe you will. No, I, I will not. <laughs> no, no I, I know. I know. But uh, but again, it's it's an awesome idea. Uh, very exciting to see uh, how this plays out with the sale barge and what they do with it in the future. So, yeah. So, again, another kind of big piece of news coming out of toy fair uh my last pick yeah is also from hasbro mm-hmm. it's uh from the marvel legends line yeah it's the it's uh the spectacular spider ham <laughs> i saw this yeah i never peter, thought this would happen peter porker peter porker yeah <laughs> Marvel Legends Spider-Ham, sure. Amazing. So so Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham, is obviously a parody figure or character. Uh but yeah, he he doesn't have a, a series running now, does he? No, he's shown up in uh Spider-Verse and other crossover comics, but he does not right. have a current comic on his own. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's a he's a little pig. He's a web-slinging pig. So, yeah, and he's great. <laughs> he's a little, little anthropomorphic pig wearing a Spider-Man outfit. His uh his his little nostrils on his piggy snout look like Spider-Man's eyes. It's fantastic. I yeah, Spider-Ham is great. I cannot wait for this figure. To come yeah. Out. Yeah. And he has an alternate head. Yeah. Yeah, he has a he has a venom head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this uh, he's part of the venom wave, which is like a uh, symbiote yes. wave. So. Yes. Yeah, you get carnage, you get a new venom. There's a lot of cool toys in here, but Peter Porker is. Yeah. Yeah, venom venom fans will definitely want to check out this entire wave. Uh, certainly, because you're getting all sorts of different venom characters and stuff. But yeah, the uh, Peter Porker just kind of showing up in there is like, okay, <laughs> I'm all, why not? I'm all for it. I will take it. Uh, in this uh, official uh, imagery, I, I mm-hmm. saw the uh, Infinity Gauntlet, which oh yeah, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I was I was all like excited for this uh, Infinity Gauntlet toy, but then I saw the price tag. 
<laughs> and kind of went, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Although I don't know if I, if that movie ends up being really good. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's this giant, giant gauntlet that you can wear on your, on your hand. And it's got the, the six gems on, they all glow. Like it's got batteries you put in there so they light up. Mm hmm. And it's got some, some pretty nice detailing on it. So, and like the fingers have, are, are kind of cool, articulated. You know, it's a really neat looking, uh, glove. So, I don't know. I mean, it's neat, but. The price tag is a bit hefty. I'm I'm filing the Infinity Gauntlet under probably shouldn't, <laughs> but but we'll see. So that's that's where I'm at with the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, uh, wearable role play thing. So it is neat. Yeah, it's no uh, Spider Ham though. Well, <laughs> obviously not. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's Toy Fair. Yeah. Um, we've been recording a long time, so we'll, we will not be doing, uh, recent purchases, but, uh, no. Um, but, but we'll be back maybe next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. We're gonna, we got, we actually, Justin and I have been planning stuff to talk about. We, we got, we got stuff we want to talk about. We had this big plan and then Toy Fair happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So our big plan is going for next episode. Yep. But, so uh, hopefully next week. Yeah. But we'll see. That should be. Uh, if you'd like to reach us, you could do so on Twitter. We're at POA Podcast, Facebook.com slash points of articulation, or email POAPod at gmail.com. Uh, you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Google Play Music. And we're also on Stitcher Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Look out.